Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today, we're going to be continuing on with the last two chapters of the Aeneid uh, with Jade from About a Book Podcast. Steve, it's Misha Jade. Going back to the Irish again. <laughs> Love it. Excellent. <laughs> you got to ham it up, you know what I mean? <laughs> I know. We have, uh, as a recording, our very American but fake Irish holiday is coming up of St. Patrick's oh, Day. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, that's like hardly a thing in Ireland, but uh, it's huge you. in America. It's yeah. literally just an excuse to get wasted. There's literally no other reason. I think all of us know it's not actually an Irish holiday, but we just were like, ooh, you know what we could do? Make this weird fake holiday and get drunk. Because there's literally no <laughs> other reason for it. Like, I don't think like, the holiday means anything. Like us in the Leprechaun Museum, we're closing early that day because... You can imagine the Leprechaun Museum on St. Patrick's Day. It's just people like being really rowdy. So. Yeah. <laughs> or like, no. <laughs> Something about that makes me feel like there's probably a lot of Americans there. What do you mean? Like, I feel like a lot of Americans would be like, you know what I should do for St. Patrick's Day? Travel to Ireland and go to this Leprechaun Museum. Yeah. Yeah, we get a lot of Americans. And it's always lovely because they always have a genuine interest. I mean, yeah. I'd go to a leprechaun museum. That sounds very neat and very cool. Would do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about Irish folklore. So like, you know, obviously you guys have like the Native American folklore, but there isn't many like, you know, white American like mythology, you know, like yeah. there's some like there's some like Irish American folk tales, but I think that's why American people are so interested in, in folklore as well, because it's like something different, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't like because honestly, I think the problem is that uh because every all the white americans like migrated over here you have to either Mm -hmm. have like folklore from your home country or because like we're all very diverse from where we're from yeah you know so it's just by the time we got over here folklore was gone like yeah americans uh came over here in like what the 1800s Mm. like i feel like a lot of folklore is from like medieval times-esque Oh, way before, you know, way before. Yeah. yeah. So it's like yeah, they, no, the, Cel- the Celts are like, like our oldest leprechaun story comes from the eighth century. Oh, wow. It's like that's that's like written day in. So there's even like older ones that were just kept alive by like weird mouth. So that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't have that. So <laughs> like we have these like structures that are known as like fairy hills that are found all across the country and they're like predate the, py- the pyramids by like thousands of years. That's really cool. Mm. I love that. I mean, honestly, I think Irish folklore is like, I don't know that much about it, but I feel like Irish folklore has a lot of the elements of Fae, and I find Fae mm-hmm. super interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, completely. Yeah. In Ireland, we call the the Fae the she, S I father. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's a lot of like all of our stories are basically what happens if you were to anger the fairies, mm-hmm. things like that like you know stories of possession and changelings and all these curses mm-hmm. they're not like the happy stories you think of about like fairies dancing around mushrooms you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah i like that it's like you wander into this fairy ring oh <laughs> you are taken goodbye yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't eat anything hope to survive yeah. good luck yeah pretty much pretty <laughs> much it's like all their stories are like yeah <laughs> that's why i also like I don't know. For some reason, I like folklore and fairy tales that are just like 
you were just minding your own business suddenly you are transported to the other oh completely like we have a creature that's called the puka and it's a shape-shifting ghost so it can appear as like a black dog or a black horse with like fiery red eyes and the puka's goal is to basically get people very very drunk on putchin which is like a really old alcohol that can make you go like blind and deaf and um, oh. so they pick up drunk people and bring them for a water rider in Ireland to dance with the fairies and then there's some stories of people dancing the puka and they wake up the next day and their legs are nothing but like bloody stumps because they've like danced them off you know wild absolutely <laughs> wild I love that oh my god <laughs> that's so yeah cool. we, we do like a tour called like our darkland tours and that's like all of the kind of scarier gruesome sexy stories from mm-hmm. irish folklore because a lot of it is like really sexually depraved hmm. weird stuff as well wild yeah. that's amazing but uh after that really <laughs> cool story let's get into a not so cool story i don't like this book all right i'm gonna say it well this is our last recording of it right yeah yeah two books left um yeah. And yeah, I'll, I'll discuss it once you end when you finish discussing the last chapter, but it's quite funny. I forgot what happens at the end. <laughs> yeah, we'll just let's get into it and then we'll say our whole review at the very end. Yeah. All right. All right. Beautiful. So we are on book 11, Debates and a Warrior Girl. OK, I wait, I'm going to hold my feelings about the Warrior Girls until we get there, but I'm hyped about them. OK, <laughs> so uh again i've kind of forgot what polis means like i thought it was like royalty maybe it's like palace athena so it's kind of like a a, a title like okay. a like a not holy but like an you know, highly respected kind of i don't know what it actually means but it's always before like the gods so yeah so then they put it before the gods but they also like put it before like a king now for some reason yeah. in this book yeah, so it's just people that are like very highly regarded, highly respected, important people. Okay. So Aeneas is shook about someone's death. And I was like, I don't even know who we're talking about anymore. <laughs> like, me no either. idea. I can't remember. Whenever we do the recordings for this episode, I just record, like, I just read the two chapters that I haven't read yet. Yeah, me too. But I feel but like I you'd just be confused. Even I feel like even if you had it in one sitting, you'd just be even more confused. So I cannot read this book in one sitting. Like, I had to do it for a couple of the recordings when I got really behind. But, like, it's so hard. Like, I have to take a lot of breaks because I have no idea what's talking about. Yeah, like, I have a, a friend. Uh, she goes by, like, the bookish historian on mm-hmm. Instagram. And she, like, loves mythology. So it's like, oh, you have to read the Odyssey. And then she's like, I'm literally, this is putting me into a reading slump. And I was like, I know, but I feel like it's one of the books you have to read, you mm-hmm. know? If you, love, if you love mythology, I feel like you just, you gotta read it you know because it's like it's such a classic you know i know tell them to read the uh emily wilson translation that's the that's only the, that's that's the version they read yeah oh okay i was well, like they said no but they said they gave like two out of five they're like i'm glad i read it but it's just not like the most entertaining thing like the way that's it's written fair. like the way it's written which i agree with yeah like it's not that good but like if you had to read the any other translator story- like, if I was to tell you the story, just in casual speak, you'd be like, that story's awesome. Like, wow, it's such an adventure. But when yeah. you're reading it, it's just like, it drags on, you know? Yeah. So the actual story is great, but the writing is not yeah. because it's so far removed from what we're used to reading. Yeah, that's for sure. I just, that, I feel like that's my favorite of the three 
and then the Iliad. And then this barely even makes it on the list. <laughs> yeah. Like it's on the list just because it's the third option. <laughs> yeah. So. So bad. I wish I could give you zero. But that's not possible. So give you one. That's the yeah. Book. <laughs> <laughs> so Aeneas starts the ritual vows and then he makes a trophy. And I couldn't figure out if he's trying to honor the gods, who he's trying to honor. Because I don't know whose side this guy is on really but he's like crying so i'm guessing he has to be a trojan but i'm not sure i don't know remember i think the person he's grieving is remember there was death at the end of the last book and the last episode ended in a very dark way oh yeah yeah (laughs) i think it's that kid that uh yeah that's what that's what it is yeah okay so he is a trojan kid Mm -hmm. but i i don't know if he's aeneas's son or not because it kind of sounds like it is, but I'm not really yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I think it is. Okay. So then he, like, kind of makes this, like, scarecrow situation out of the armor and, like, puts it all over this, like, sack, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, and he just, like, draw, puts all the armor on, puts his sword there, everything that the kids touched, and then, like, makes it like calls to i think mars is the god of war yeah like this is you took my kid or whoever he is and (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot of i mean i guess probably this is the person talking like i'm gonna say it virgil's not a good writer like yeah as we said he's more into the politics you know it's like trying to get a newscaster to write a fantasy novel it just doesn't work i know but he can make it work if he gets paid a lot of money like i didn't like the iliad but i was more able to follow the iliad and see whose side we were on mm-hmm. than this i feel like this book you need to have a lot of prior knowledge and a lot of mm-hmm. historical context yeah but that i guess is the point because this was for historical context like the only reason this book was like all the foreshadowing in this book was written is to like legitimize julius caesar's reign you know mm-hmm so this these next two books just Mm -hmm. for people listening it's kind of showing the horrors of war Mm -hmm. and like how expensive war is and the human cost of war because in the time this was written there's a lot of civil wars in rome and in italy in general Mm -hmm. and julius caesar obviously didn't want this since he was like new emperor he just wanted peace so he got virgil to write this book kind of highlighting that you should be peaceful instead (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Julius Caesar's just like hmm, maybe this will help maybe this will work <laughs> so Aeneas then also asks the god to continue like like basically let him continue on easy mode he's like what if we just like take it really easily please yeah. <laughs> and he also asks to ensure nothing delays them on their way to conquer Rome mm-hmm. and I'm like yeah of course you do like literally on easy mode i thought they're already in rome for starters but does he just mean like to kind of finish conquering this place i guess yeah kind of kind of like to to kind of succeed in the the battle i guess yeah yeah i don't know man (laughs) so confused because i guess even when you just arrive in rome like that's kind of when it only begins you know you gotta Mm -hmm. actually set the place up so that's probably what he means so um, it does turn out that it's probably the prince that died. Um, 
And then they say that like Aeneas kills a whole bunch of like uh, Italians that they captured mm-hmm. as sacrifice to the mm-hmm. god of war. And I was like, oh, why did you do that? That's terrible. Yeah, you wasn't supposed to do that. That was bad. Yeah, that seems like a horrible idea. <laughs> I was like, maybe don't do that, actually. Maybe you just let these people be prisoners. Yeah. Uh, so then Aeneas is like offering a peace, peace treaty. Uh, so that, uh, well, he's offered the peace treaty. But, and like everyone's like, what if we just like collect our dead and call it good? But then like they're still doing war. So my understanding is that. Aeneas has to be somewhere else. Like he landed here, but he's not at the battlefront. So I'm yeah. not quite sure where he is in this moment. Because he's mourning the kid. Yeah, but it's like they flash back and forth a lot. So it's like Aeneas and um, the leader have to not be at the battle at this moment because they're like having this peace treaty conversation. And like later on in this chapter, he goes to the battlefront. And he's like, why are you guys fighting? We literally have a peace treaty. So it's mm. like, they're all not there. Right? Yeah. I just don't know where they are. Like, I don't know if they're like 500 feet to the right. They're like having a little conversation. The war's raging by their side. And then they're like, oh, we already came to a deal. What are you guys doing? Yeah, I feel like that's kind of it, though. Yeah. I don't know. But it's like, how would they know that you guys are having a peace meeting when you didn't announce it in the first place? I don't know. (laughs) Well, I know they said something a couple books ago about having Aeneas holding court in the woods. But, like, they aren't clear this whole time where exactly people are. Yeah. That's why there should be a movie so we can visualize it. Yeah. Yeah, there will not be a movie episode because there is no movie. So, yeah. No movie episode for this one. Everyone's hearts are breaking. I can hear it. No, I wanted <laughs> more of this enthralling story. Yeah, truly. I'm sure this is going to be like my highest listened to episode. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, I bet there's someone out there that's going to be like, I actually really like the Aeneid and you missed the entire point. And I'm going to be like, yeah, because I don't have a freaking history degree. Yeah. Of course I missed the whole point. I have no idea what's going on. My context of the Trojan War is only the Iliad. Yeah. So um Aeneas says he like blames Turnus and hates him for uh the kid's death. But mm-hmm. like, okay, here's the problem is I could not i started to forget where turnus was like i didn't know if he was a trojan or if he was an italian and later we find out i'm pretty sure he's an italian but i thought yeah. he went i thought he was the guy that went with um aeneas's kid which mean went with his kid like to kill a bunch of the italians no i don't think so okay i got real confused i was like who is this guy <laughs> And I'm like, why are we blaming him? He's literally just another king. So. I mean, I guess he like went back on like originally, I think he was the guy that was like, yeah, totally. We'll just, uh, you know, give up and uh, let you take in, walk in peacefully. And then he's like, just kidding. Wartime, baby. (laughs) 
So maybe that's why I don't know. Um, so then we get like a whole bunch of body burning paragraphs, and I was oh, like, nasty. Yeah, I was like, ooh, I don't like that. Um, and then the Italian king is basically like reflecting and trying to figure out how everyone got here. Like he's like, so we were gonna let them walk in, and now we're at war. What happened? Which like this reflecting paragraph made me laugh a little bit. <laughs> because like that's my mood that was my thought while i was reading this because i was like what went wrong (laughs) yeah uh so then then they like summarize the odyssey for some reason they're like yeah and then they like mention ulysses and they're like yeah so then he uh traveled all these places Mm-hmm. and uh saw all these things mm-hmm. and he was in the iliad if you didn't know and it's like i'm like why are you summarizing someone else's book right now <laughs> like are you trying to like win sales you're like you know maybe <laughs> if i just like tell them about it they won't go read it <laughs> yeah <laughs> spoiler uh, spoiler literally i was like why why is this happening and like they bring up uh, odysseus a lot for the fact that he's not there I guess it's just to like legitimize Aeneas as a character and like legitimize his journey. I'm just Apparently. as good as I'm just as good as Ulysses. I knew him. And yeah. my favorite thing too is that at some point in here they mention that um, Aeneas is Hector's brother, but like Hector didn't have another brother. He had Paris, and that's it. Mm. And then the Odyssey, they're literally like, "Yeah, uh, all of Hector's brothers are dead." There you go. His whole yeah. family line coming to an end. I, I guess it's, well, I don't know if it's the same for this, but say like in Irish mythology, there's like a million retellings of like every, of every story. So like in some versions, someone might have, in, in some versions, somebody might be someone's wife. In another version, they might be their daughter, you know, mm-hmm. another version, they might be a friend. So like could be that kind of situation. Cause like they weren't real people at the end of the day. So it is kind of open to interpretation that way. I was getting very much cursed child energy, you know, where you're like, oh, <laughs> the, yeah, Voldemort's we don't talk about Bruno. Kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, it's yeah. like basically we don't talk about Bruno and it's just like Aeneas behind the walls of Troy, like <laughs> with all the rat with all the rats on his back, you know, <laughs> I still haven't seen that movie. I really need to. You haven't. You need to. It's so good. I kind of kind of spoiler there, but <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, I, I'm on TikTok, so I, you know. <laughs> I should probably yeah. just watch it tonight because I gotta should. rewrite the It's notes. really good. It's really yeah. good. I probably will. I had to rewrite all these notes onto my iPad, anyways. So maybe I'll do that. Watch me need to rewrite all the notes onto your iPad. So all the notes go on Patreon. Um, oh, okay. But I was because I was reading on my iPad. I just hand wrote them all, so I just got. That's such a hack. If you don't read the book, you can just subscribe to your Patreon, and there's like summaries of all the exactly originally some original summaries notes. too. Yeah. yeah. Just saying, you can because t- like if you're doing a project for school and you take all of your summary off Cliff Notes or something, that's like really noticeable. But if you read someone else's summary, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I get my little they're, opinions. You know, they're, they're they're paying for your Patreons. You know, they should you know be able to uh, use it for homework. <laughs> it's behind a paywall. How are they gonna know? <laughs> Nobody's gonna know. Plus, exactly. I did it all donation based, so okay so then the king's like if there was just two more men like Aeneas then they 
the uh, Trojans wouldn't have lost Trojan War. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Uh huh. Sounds true. Sounds legit. legit. Yeah. So it like started to sound like they were just ready to give it up to the Trojans, um, because yeah like it's a country that's never seen war apparently according yeah. to this book i mean it's fair i mean i wouldn't want to be in a 10-year war either so like if a country just did a 10-year war and then they showed up on my footsteps i'd be like oh my doorstep i'd be like hmm yeah i don't know about that chief <laughs> Uh, so the council, like, Odi- like Odysseus was like chaotic, but he didn't make his men fight all over again, you know? Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> well, I it- mean, he didn't actually return with any men. They ended up dead all at the end, but still, though, he never like tried to wage war on anybody's island. Yeah, he was just like hopping around. He he did a long vacation. Yeah, so. he just he just pillaged and you know, tricked people and things like that. But he didn't wage any wars. Yeah. I mean, I never thought I'd say I didn't actually actively hate Odysseus, but, you know, here we are, I guess. (laughs) So um, the council is trying to convince the kings to, like, fight one-on-one to stop basically having everyone get killed. And honestly, I think that's how all wars should go. Yeah, I agree. Like, I'm... Like, the fact that, like, so much of war is just, like, leaders being like, "Mm, okay, what if we invaded the country? And I'm like, why, though? Like, if you really want it, you got to go to the president and do one-on-one armed combat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, honestly, it should be the people trying to, the leaders that have to just fight one-on-one, you know, instead of all the innocent people. And we're going to, like, start electing really buff presidents. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. i like wasn't, the idea. wasn't it like uh arnold schwarzenegger like a uh, a mayor or something he's a mayor for a while yeah he's a mayor of ca- somewhere in california yeah he'd be good <laughs> everyone will be screwed <laughs> i know we're gonna be like john cena for president 2024 yeah. <laughs> right 2024 yeah 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 so this book basically is just saying like you know, Virgil's agreeing with you. He's just saying that war is stupid and that you just make peace, you know. Conveniently, just when this new, this new, you know, uh, emperor is in power, now, now you stop war. Mm-hmm. I know all the other books are glorifying war. They're saying it pleases the gods. It gives you, like, the best seat in, you know, the other world. But now I'm saying, no, war is bad, you know. Virgil's like, maybe don't Hail do Caesar. that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what if we just, like, love Caesar? Yeah. the opposite of the mean girls around <laughs> i was i was just thinking that everybody hates caesar why don't we just stab caesar why don't we just love caesar yeah <laughs> oh my god someone's gonna clip that and i'm gonna have to like explain myself it's fine um so then they say aeneas overshadowed achilles and i was like yeah sure sure not a hope not a hope right i'm like yeah isn't your mom literally just aphrodite right like or venus i guess i'm like his mom was just a very cool river goddess 
he was meant for war like the entire reason he was born was for war and you're trying to tell me that Aeneas who wasn't even mentioned in the Trojan War at all (laughs) somehow boss bitch fighter yeah okay (laughs) okay I will not believe so then we get like a girl squad coming out to oh I love this bit I this is the only girl squad I've ever seen in like a war like an ancient war novel you know and I love them I love them so much I want to protect them at all costs and like (laughs) I don't know if he was if Virgil was trying to make a statement because obviously he assigned girl squad to the losers (laughs) I feel like maybe the Trojan War would have been done faster had there been a really cool girl squad yeah maybe it wouldn't take 10 years in this book, he's definitely kind of doing like an homage to like the Amazons. Mm-hmm. I presume if anybody's listening to this, you know what the Amazons are, but they were a group of like these amazing, huge, like female warriors. Mm-hmm. I don't know what mythology that is in, but I want to read it. It's in Greek. Yeah, but like which one? Oh, it's like just like it- there's like a story on its own. Yeah, well, they're they- not like not like a story on its own, but like they appear in, in different stories. Yeah, I just want to read one just about them and their life. Like there I don't care. There is a one called the, um, the retelling, I think. Tell me about Pretty it. Pretty sure, yeah. Where is it? Hold on, hold on. We gotta Google this first. Jeff Bezos is rubbing his fingers together as about Google Amazon. <laughs> yeah, look, I knew Amazon had just come up when you googled the Amazons. Mm-hmm. Have you read Ariadne? Have you read Ariadne yet? No, I have not. Apparently, it's supposed to be just like one of those like kind of regular romances but just like with greek kind of like storyline in the background you know like it's it's just about her like falling in love really and then like Mm. oh men are bad it's not actually like as in-depth as maybe like madeline miller stuff is like it's not Mm. a proper like retelling as much like it's not so get this i just googled it apparently the amazons were in the trojan war and they helped pram really Hmm. where they were yeah, but like it's probably, it's probably one of it's probably one of those tiny passages that you skim over because it mentions like a million different people. Let's see also like a bunch of other things. Like, how dare they not give me more about the Amazons? People always call my mom an Amazon because she's like really tall with like long black hair. Oh yeah. And she did like bodybuilding as well. So she's really like muscly. Love that. <laughs> Love that. Where to read story of Amazons? Where to read? To read? A lot of the time, I just kind of start off with like Wikipedia. Yeah, honestly. Apparently, they lived in modern day Ukraine. Oh, nice. Yeah, Amazon's gonna rise up out of the graves right now and help them. Honestly, as they should. They could definitely like squash Putin. Would pay money to just watch that, honestly. <laughs> okay, now we're on. Okay, so there's someone. And, and they had they had one boob as well, so that they could like fight with their like they could have their their arrows and stuff like mm-hmm. kind of like slung over the shoulder, and it wouldn't like hurt their boobs. They like have only one boob, you know. Interesting. I don't know if they cut it off or if it's just not there, but hmm. yeah, they're pretty awesome 
So, okay. Someone just made a, like, collection of stories about them. So there's that there's loads. There's loads, yeah, there's loads of collections of stories of, like, different women from the Trojan War. So I feel like mm-hmm. the Amazons are definitely in that. Yeah. As well. Maybe we'll have to, okay. This doesn't matter right now, but. Yeah. <laughs> an option. That's what I want to read about. Like, I don't care about all the i'm getting tired of all the men in the trojan war <laughs> i want some amazons yeah. and i want them now well this these next two books have like some some strong females in them so yeah thank god i don't like that they're always on the losing side though that's a little something i don't like yeah yeah i mean you know you couldn't be asking for too much <laughs> apparently <laughs> so the princess rides out to meet turnus at the warfront and uh well okay so the princess is part of the group but i thought she was like the main girl i don't think she is is this camilla this is camilla she is a princess of sorts but i don't think she's the princess can i just say it's so funny here there is a princess and a diana in this book i mean a a camilla and a diana yeah (laughs) and yeah as you said camilla is like a princess kind of uh, amazon and not an amazon she's like a princess kind of uh like warrior Mm -hmm. and then you have like she's protected by diana as if as if princess diana would ever protect that snake camilla (laughs) where's queen elizabeth where's queen elizabeth you know literally oh my god where's charles Charles is an AS in this situation. Honestly. <laughs> Dude, so then we get um like we get this whole story though about Camilla. And she like her dad was, I guess, a single father. And yeah. like the way he like fed her as an infant was like through a deer or something, mm. right? Mm. And then like but that, that's probably kind of like alluding to the Romulus and Ramus thing. I don't know about Romulus and Ramus. It was like two kids that founded Rome and they were suckled by like a she-wolf. Oh, cool. Yeah. Love that. It's like, it's like, I'm not sure. See, again, I don't know how that story fits in with Aeneas founding Rome because Romulus and Remus is like the older one, like the yeah. original founding of Rome myth. Yeah. I Oh, it's, I think it's, I think it already mentioned that Aeneas is like Romulus and Remus's distant relative or something like that. Probably. Everybody, he's everybody's just a relative, obviously. Yeah, yeah, he's he's legitimized somehow. He's Hector's brother, so yeah. <laughs> this guy and his connections, honestly. Yeah, he's one of those kids like born into a really well-off family, and he's like, I had to work hard though. Yeah. So, and <laughs> yeah. I'm like, did you? You literally like were a millionaire since the day you were born. But okay, <laughs> sounds good. So uh, she Camilla goes in to fight and she asks the goddess Diana to protect her. And then also in part of her, uh, you know, childhood story, uh, they gave her like a bow as an infant, which just seems like a terrible idea. Training her like, from young age, you know. Yeah, I guess I was like, I don't know about that one. Uh, so then they also mention just throw it out there that they want this girl to be a virgin forever and i was like mm, okay random yeah. kind of weird yeah it's kind of like uh artemis because artemis she's like the greek goddess of the hunt mm-hmm. and um 
she's kind of like also kind of the what do you call it not the patron saint but you know kind of like the uh, mm-hmm. the carer of like virgins you know yeah like anybody that's kind of loyal to artemis like it has to be like a virgin because mm-hmm. you know you have percy jackson right yeah yeah you know when i'm reading the third book now and percy jackson he's like talking to artemis and yeah maybe spoiler uh, warning if you haven't read percy jackson really yeah, quick. oh yeah it's not too much of a not too much of a spoiler but um yeah he meets artemis and the the kind of women in in artemis's little group her little army and they're all like swearing their life to be virgins forever i thought you were about to have a different part with artemis that i was oh, like no, I'm, only start- I'm only i'm only starting anyway so oh okay yeah i'm like i say i'm about like one third of the way through so oh uh, okay yeah artemis comes back and then just like text me when you get there okay because <laughs> i was like <laughs> i didn't know what you were gonna say about artemis so i was like hold on <laughs> Important. Yeah. No, I'm just at the. No, I must. I'm very, very. You know when uh, Bianca kind of like swears to be like loyal to her and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to read Percy. Guys, stop listening to this podcast and go read Percy Jackson because that is more exciting than the Iliad. But also finish this podcast first. What I mean, if we more do? Than the Aeneid, but... Do you want to do for Patreon episode for this? What if we just talked about the first book of Percy Jackson? Yeah, I mean, does it link? We have to try to find out if it links up anyhow. I mean, it doesn't have to. It's fine. <laughs> I, it's, I was going to also do for this Hades the video game because it has Greek gods in it. So oh, that's a good idea. I'm being very loose with Patreon right now. I'm Just like, something eh. that's mythological. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to, we can. Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. I'll just go grab the book from my parents' house this weekend. Or I can probably just download it online because I mean, makes I up like, for not doing a movie. Exactly. Maybe we'll. I'll just like release it on. I don't know. Maybe it just. I, I'm trying to figure out how to like raise awareness for Patreon, but uh, anyways, that doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. I'll figure it out later. Um, okay. So. Oh, uh, Camilla has like a whole squad of ladies. Um, oh, on the side note too, did you see Instagram's introducing something where you subscribe to people's accounts and you like pay money to follow them? No. Who's going to do that? <laughs> My followers yeah. are going to plummet. <laughs> what? That's yeah. so weird. So like they see like kind of exclusive posts and things like that. But I'm like, whose Instagram is that exciting that you would pay, you know? Like, I think they're trying to figure out a way to, like, save Instagram right now because it's, like, all reels. It's basically TikTok right now. Yeah. So I'm honestly trying to build my TikTok more than I'm trying to even work on Instagram because I have a feeling Instagram is going to die soon. Yeah. But then there'll be something else, I'm sure, too. Probably. But it's just, like... That's why I love Twitter. You know, Twitter is just like never, I don't even, I don't have Twitter actually, but you know, I've had it like on and off throughout the years and I like respect that it's just been stable the whole time, you know? Yeah. I just don't understand what to post on Twitter ever. I'm like never inspired. I wish Tumblr was still popular. I love Tumblr. Yeah, I like Tumblr a lot too, but it's like, it's not on the, uh, any, no one really uses it anymore. Yeah. Tumblr was a nice one though. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah so camilla has a whole squad of ladies from italy uh fighting and it's very top tier love it uh and then we get like this whole like few pages about like camilla just straight up slaughtering men like 
yeah killing the game um but then we get like a spoiler that she's gonna fall like a few pages before she dies i was like why would you tell me that yeah she gets distracted by you know um what's the word plundering you know yeah trying to get people's goods you know trying to steal people's goods is basically the ancient equivalent of like ooh, pretty shoes let me go shopping <laughs> which love that like honestly have you never played a dnd game where you're like what's on the body yeah. <laughs> what can i loot <laughs> like that was me when i played skyrim all the time i'd be like hmm mine <laughs> and mine that's also mine uh so then someone challenges her in a one-on-one fight uh and then she just out of the blue dies straight up i had no idea what happened she just suddenly dead and i was like oh okay yeah i think she was trying to take like you know steal goods or whatever kind of loot the place and then someone just like yeah oh it's no yeah it's um i can't remember the name of the dude because i have the book on me in the front but some guy attacks her and then um the war whatever the war god's name is on the other side he like guides the arrow so that hits her like right in the head which for why because she was the coolest part of this entire book who uh i can't remember what the the guy was uh turnus or no the god that's kind of like oh mars i think mars maybe yeah anyway the god that's like not on an as side was like mm-hmm. yeah yeah sad because I only cared about her and the rest yeah. of the lady warriors. Uh, so then uh, Nymph immediately gets revenge for Camilla's death, which I love. As she should. As she should. The only thing I want. So then we are on to book 12, The Fortunes of War. So Turnus has his... Um... It's the final book. Yeah, woo! Thank God. <laughs> oh my god not a fan not a fan (laughs) so turnus has his last will to fight and basically like tries to do like one final push to be like let's try our best everyone like he doesn't even try to encourage anybody he's like let's do our best yeah and i'm like nice maybe just give up like at that point if you're like i don't think we can win but like let's try like you should probably (laughs) just not so um they're trying to figure out who's gonna make the final stand and then um juno like we get a flash of juno talking to Turnus' sister who's a nymph and she's like maybe you should like go protect your brother because he's about to die and she's like uh what Uh, so yeah, gets oh, and then also Juno was like, yeah, I know. Uh, she says this to Nip. She's like, I know he slept with my husband, and but besides that, how about you go save your brother? I'm like, that's a way to start a conversation. <laughs> but okay, and it's like the other thing is like with Zeus, it probably wasn't her choice to sleep with him. Yeah, because Zeus is a trash bag. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I was like, okay why would you blame her for that uh, one even if it, she was willing that's a pine uh a uh, power dynamic that uh none of us are a fan of so yeah no mm. so then uh they actually make a peace treaty this time 
but then they still start fighting so i don't really understand <laughs> what's going on so they like keep making this peace treaty and then they're like oh just kidding i mean yeah i felt that's how real war goes as well probably they're like who broke it first have you ever have you seen the um a christmas prince on netflix yes of course you see the third one no. Uh, oh my god i've watched all of them <laughs> i think i've just watched the first two wait what happens in the third one what's the one where she has the baby what is there, uh, one, is there one where she has a baby i don't think so i don't know does she have a baby i don't i don't think so this one's know. the one where she there's like a peace treaty oh no i've only seen the first one i think oh i think, I'm, I'm, thinking, remember- I'm thinking of the i think i'm thinking of the was the princess switch the one with Vanessa Hudgens? I think okay. that was what I was thinking of. Yeah, I'm thinking it. of a Christmas prince, and there's like three of those as well. And this one, and the third one of that one. Um, so these are like the same universe. Okay, yeah. Netflix is building a Christmas universe. Um, and in that one, they have to like sign this peace treaty every a hundred years. Otherwise, oh no, this one she is pregnant in the third one. Yeah, I think that yeah. like, maybe that is the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot that she was pregnant the whole time. Yeah, so then, like, they have to, like, sign this peace treaty, and then it gets lost, and then the baby can, like, get seriously cursed and stuff like that. And that's just what I'm thinking about. Because then it's, like, touch and go, touch and go, touch and go the whole time. Hmm. Same vibe. (laughs) I don't know, man. If you haven't watched those Christmas ones, they're not good by any means. But they (laughs) are a movie, and I do love them. (laughs) It's better than Hallmark. That's what I will say. Hmm. Because, like, my thing with Hallmark, it's, like, they are so, like, not only are they predictable, but they're, like, unimaginative, and they are also uh, homophobic. So, this not a fan. Is how I This is how I feel about, like, romance books lately. Like, there's, ama- like, there's so many, like, amazing, diverse, like, creative romance movies, but, I mean, romance books. You know, the ones I'm thinking of when they have, like, the illustrations on the cover of, like, the guy and the girl and, like, Mm -hmm. enemies to lovers and it's just, like, it's all the exact same, you know? Like, all the big ones lately have all been the same. I mean, I haven't read them because they just, like, same Bob, you know, like, The Hating Game and, uh, you know... I I haven't really read much romance, to be honest. I did read Window Shopping, though, for Christmas and I really liked that one. Like, I loved my, like, the romances, like, the the kind of, like, YA-type ones, like, you know, the Selection series. Did you ever read that? I read that a long time ago, and I didn't finish it, so... I love, like, I love kind of, like, reading those when I was younger, but I feel like, like, now so many of them are just, like, enemies to lovers. Oh, well, they finally, they finally fall in love, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. hey, can you read the same story over and over again, you know? Yeah, I like, I like some of the covers like are just the covers are so cringy. Like if you're trying, like people are like, oh, romance, like it's not like, you know, chick lit. Like it's so amazing. I'm like, why are you giving it such bad covers then? <laughs> we have the cheesy little illustrations of like yeah. the guy and the girl. The girl's on one cover, the guy, the guy's on their side. They're like back to back. And we'll yeah, like, I and then I also feel like for some reason, there's just not. I feel like the ones that are winning awards aren't very diverse and i want to know about more diverse romance you know what i mean yeah because i just like i'm glad i'm on like a such a weird subset of book talk that i do get a lot more diverse literature than most people do but because i don't normally find romance like i've 
only read a couple of romance books they aren't they don't really pull a lot of diverse romance books for me because I don't read romance like I love I love watching romance movies but reading them I'm not like I like I love when books have like an element of romance but like if it's just romance and like the you know yeah like the last one I read was red white and royal blue Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's a sin to say this like live on air uh, even this podcast but like it's just it's just a bit stupid you know like mm-hmm. there would be a war if the prince of england and the president's son in america were secretly dating you know what i mean it wouldn't create peace between the two nations and there would be no political implications and everyone would just suddenly support it you know what i mean yeah like, i feel like there would be you know i mean it's great that it's happy and stuff but i just like oh it's a bit like unrealistic you know I mean, in all honesty, the president's kids mean nothing in America. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Like, I I mean, you're only the president for like max eight years. So yeah. it's kind of like meh. Well, more so like the royal family, like they would never. The royal family would probably have a lot more to say. But like, like even all the like, drama that happened, like Meghan Markle and Harry and everything. Yeah. Fair enough. I've never read Red, White, and Royal Brew. I know everyone recommends it, but I'm just, I again, like, like it was like it was fun, but I was just like, it was a bit predictable and like, yeah, a bit over the top, you know. Just not a big romance person. I just I don't. I'm, I'm not saying that there can't be like happy queer love stories. Like there's totally should because a lot of them are sad, which is like really depressing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we need political intrigue. Like that's our Yeah. Like I was interested how you know. Yeah, exactly. Just some political intrigue, you know? Yeah. I guess we're just not romance readers. That's what this is boiling down to. Yeah. That's why we love books about war and fighting, <laughs> such as the Iliad and Oh my lord. Iliad and the Odyssey. I will say I basically my you know, because Pride and Prejudice is a romance. I read Pride and Premeditation and I was absolutely obsessed with it because like romance <laughs> was still like a background part of it. But oh yeah. my God, it's so good. And I can't wait, wait until Sense and Second Degree Murder comes out. So I'm going to binge that too. Like I love, um, I, I read like to all the boys I loved before and stuff. You know, that one that came out by Jenny Han, like the Netflix movies. Like, I was reading those, but, like, I was reading them, like, this is stupid, but I love it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's how I felt about Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe. It was really bad. It was basically a Hallmark movie, but, like, kind of liked it. Don't know why. Yeah, like, books don't need to be super complex and everything to be fun. But I just, what's annoying me, what I'm trying to get across, is, like, how predictable they are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, why do they have to hate each other and then love each other by the end? Can they not just be, like ambivalent and then they like get together you know (laughs) I also just like I'm not a fan of like when miscommunication is the only reason that they're not dating that that annoys the living daylights out of me to be honest yeah or like it'd be interesting if there's a kind of a web of characters you don't know who's going to get together rather than just like it's just about two characters two different perspectives you know Mm -hmm. that's fair I will say now I want red, white, and royal blue. I kind of want to read it, but only because I want to you know should. about the poli- the hard part is now I only want to know about the political intrigue, and you already told me there's none. The queen isn't homophobic, you know. 
she which isn't. I feel is, which I feel like is a little bit <laughs> a little bit well I don't know how Queen Elizabeth feels but uh <laughs> she is or is not in the book mm-hmm. like she's cool with it I think oh, okay. if I can remember her like ages ago I mean that's that's good I I I hate when it's just like there's also a lot of like voting stuff to do in America that I didn't understand because I'm Irish mm. so that storyline is kind of like you know <laughs> yeah like oh weird <laughs> what's yeah. that oh that sounds bad <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to read it I, I it's been yeah, on my list you should haven't done it yet you should it's fun I just thought it was a bit like predictable you know and that's not a spoiler because like you'll find it's predictable as well <laughs> that's fine sometimes I feel like really smart when I predict the ending I'm like oh I knew it (laughs) and sometimes it's nice knowing what's gonna happen at the end too you know yeah okay back to the Aeneid (laughs) I feel like I went to the loop there I was like I don't like romance novels I'm not like other girls and I was like you know a book doesn't have to be really complex (laughs) (laughs) I do it by case by case you know but I feel like some people are just like wow enemies to lovers I've never read this before you know (laughs) honestly though or like like, I I see so many videos on YouTube like my top 10 enemies to lovers books like how can you read like 10 of those like are they not all the same (laughs) I sometimes like get in a moment where I'm like yes and then sometimes I'm like no no like I have to switch it up right now I'm reading a bully romance like I'm reading Zodiac Academy and I oh I mean you tell me that yo <laughs> I'm still reading it I thought oh, you were gonna be finished them by the I next had to I pause to I had to pause because um it started to get really sad <laughs> like, oh I, no I was like I need a break because I was getting actually upset and like here's the part is <laughs> I don't know if there's gonna be a happy ending like I kind of thought there would everything would work out. I'm starting to doubt that. I'm seriously starting <laughs> to doubt that. And then, she, like the, I follow the authors on TikTok, and they were talking about how they're like, "Yeah, our readers are probably going to be upset with us." And I was like, "Oh no, no!" <laughs> I was like, I was hoping everything would just eventually work out, and I don't know if it will. So, <laughs> what's the last book that made you cry? I don't know. I'm gonna say it right. This is this is another another sin but I feel like I was trying to make myself cry reading Song of Achilles because people said it was so sad and I was oh, like I didn't. and I was like I'm just not feeling it you know like I was like it's sad but I knew this is gonna happen from like the first page because it was like told you it was gonna happen you know yeah I didn't cry I got and I, I feel like it would have been sadder too if like it's amazing book by the way mm-hmm. but it would have been better if you saw like how Achilles felt about Patroclus instead of like just Patroclus is like because then you couldn't really get like as involved in the romance you know what I mean yeah yeah I liked it I don't think I cried though like I might have teared up but I don't think I cried I usually don't Hamid is such a sad book if you like it's it's an amazing book I haven't reviewed it on my podcast yet like on my Instagram, a better book podcast, um, <laughs> for the listeners. But yeah, it's gonna get five stars because it was like amazing. amazing. Hamlet is what you said. Hamnet. H A M N E T. It's about. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. It won the Booker's Booker Prize. There's been like a lot of hype for it on Bookstagram, but it's about Shakespeare's wife and his children. Mm-hmm. But like, it doesn't mention. Like, it doesn't say like, oh, Shakespeare. It just says like, oh, the father or whatever. He's like a background character. Mm. It's about like, it's about like his family when he's off in London. Mm. And it's about like, you know, the plague is in it and it's really good. Wasn't Shakespeare gay? 
That's a theory, yeah. I mean, it's hard to tell because, like, literally nothing is known of Shakespeare's life. Like, very, very little. But we know that he did have a wife and four, three children, so. Yeah. thought we always thought that Shakespeare was kind of like a fake name, like a stage name. People say that, and people say, like, oh, all of his plays are written by different people, and, like, oh, a woman wrote this play, and stuff. I think that's honestly, like, reaching a bit much, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like if fair. you think about it now, like, how many successful authors have, like, 10 amazing books, you know? It's not hard to believe that, like, you know, a guy could have written all these plays, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Who knows? I guess we'll find... Like, one day, we'll... when this becomes an afterlife podcast... <laughs> yeah. i'll find out i'll get to the end of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> because i can already tell that i'm one of those people that's i won't stop working when i'm dead i will keep working after i'm dead why because i love doing the podcast i really do yeah it's but it's, it's, it's not so much like oh like, that's not working working like but i mean you're hardly gonna be like waitressing in heaven oh no oh my god could you imagine <laughs> i hate i hate waitressing. i really do like it's just but, like you might you never thought about it who's gonna be serving your drinks when you're in heaven like you know i, if I you, want if you to die, if you die while you're working as a waitress you're gonna have to waitress in the afterlife i you know? would kill myself again like i would <laughs> literally if i i made it up to the pearly gates if that's where the afterlife goes and i end up in heaven and they're like yeah welcome but you still have to continue waitressing i'd be like i'm ringing satan right now right now and asking if he's got a better deal for me because like, absolutely so- not like someone's gonna clean the toilets in heaven who is it you know i want to think that everything is done by magic I don't want to think that someone has to ask. Like how JK Rowling, what did JK Rowling said something ridiculous for how people in Hogwarts poo? Like, what does it flies away or something? She like, oh, it's just like, it's just like, like poop their pants and then they like magic it away, right? Like, (laughs) every wizard's wearing a diaper or something. (laughs) I remember hearing about that. (laughs) Yeah. In the actual life, I better not have to be like, they better not make people be servers and shit. Like, at that point, we're all going to the underworld. I don't care. I <laughs> will not continue working this job. Like I would do the podcast for entertainment and funsies because like, what am I going to do with the rest of eternity that will be on like b- episode billion and one. Okay. Like, but serving waitressing, absolutely not. <laughs> no, will not do it. <laughs> God, what if, now I'm thinking about like what if the afterlife was literally like Earth, but you're dead. Hold on, I need to write that down. It's a book idea. <laughs> Hold on. So yeah, they're trying to figure out who's gonna make the final stand, and then Turnus's sister, who's the nymph. Uh nope, already talked about that. <laughs> okay, so then Aeneas like rolls up and says, uh, there's already a peace treaty, so chill um and Aeneas has to fight one-on-one but then like that gets thrown out of the window and then they just go back to fighting war Aeneas Mm -hmm. gets injured somehow and has to go to a healing tent and get like uh ambrosia and then like he gets all healed up gets a like freaking arrow pulled out of his body yeah and then they're like all right go back (laughs) go keep yeah I mean that's how it was yeah yeah and he's like all right time to go fight again but then like instead of like fighting he looks over and sees how undefend un- undefended 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 yeah okay yeah. Which is, i was saying it didn't sound right 
but he sees that the uh, town is undefended and he's like what if we just raid the town and everyone's like great idea killer idea so you just go into this town and just completely demolish it which is something i've never understood like if you're going to take over a town why would you destroy the town because now you have to pay it to fix Rebuild it, it yeah. yeah seems like a terrible idea yeah fair point all right like what so um somehow in this whole mess the queen dies and the city's in flames don't know how don't know quite what happened there i just know that it happened which queen is this name the queen of that city the one that was like infected by uh i can't remember who it was one of the furies to basically oh yes yeah um so she dies and then turnus's sister shows up and uh tries to save him i she doesn't uh uh, the Trojans like stop ransacking the city to like see Aeneas and Turnus fight. Uh, then they all fight again, and then Turnus is like, "All right, Lavanya can be your b- bride again," and then he dies. And I'm like, "What?" Turnus dies. Yeah. Yeah. And not, and then his ghost is speaking. Oh, that's what the ghost. That's yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Oh, I was like, what is happening? Like, did yeah, he just so it, die? Ends, it ends with him speaking like in ghost form. Oh, okay. That's the Aeneid, everyone. Yeah, because he's I I forgot until I was reading it, but he literally finished, like it's actually unfinished. Like he died before it was finished. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's just leave it there i guess because like there's only 12 books like compared yeah. to the odyssey that has like 22 yeah and some are like oh no he always intended to finish it this way but it just makes no sense and i remember when i told you he's on his deathbed and he wasn't happy with the na this is like his first draft or something yeah. like that so yeah there's a lot of plot holes yeah like basically this seems like a glorified outline and then he's like okay yeah. you are his editor what are you know what are you going to say to him Okay. When you, when, I... you meet him in, when you meet him in the afterlife, you have him on the podcast, mm-hmm. you know. I would say, one, nothing freaking happens in this entire book. <laughs> nothing of interest happens. So my first thing would be, like, get him stuck somewhere on his journey. He had this entire journey on easy mode. We literally, you name drop everywhere Odysseus goes. Stop doing that. Don't compare to the Odyssey the entire time. <laughs> instead you know throw out something interesting be like this new place that he passes through and either he has like some sort of friendship something cool like the only people we really meet in this is diado and we only get her for two days and then she dies because Mm -hmm. she like he breaks her heart and leaves her um so like we need people that are interesting we need something to like care about we need like trials and tribulations to get him to like be someone yeah. we care about like yeah. and we get an island with a fury and no a harpy and you just leave yeah. like you get a lot of cool women throughout this entire book let's explore them a little bit yeah you know yeah. because that would have been way cooler yeah I would say Virgil, dude, you know, first, you know, I, I the book, 
now you know, I realize in your time things were different but in 21st century people are into flawed characters you don't yeah. want a character that has easy you don't want a character that sails through that's why we like Odysseus because he's a bit of a jerk you know but he's kind of like an anti-hero we respected mm-hmm. that that wasn't a bad thing you know maybe take some notes from Homer but on the other hand stop taking so much notes from Homer yeah um I would also say that nowadays people are more interested in it has to be kind of fast paced you know your book's very Mm -hmm. slow paced nowadays with their smartphones it needs to be like dun 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 and um I would say there needs to be more character character development and Mm -hmm. a bit more plot as well because this was lacking both somehow Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I would say I loved the the book with Dido she was a great character I would have liked Mm -hmm. to see her a bit more rather than just one book I think she deserved a bit more than one or two books Mm -hmm. um I also enjoyed the scene with the with the underworld you know I thought that was cool thought he went to the underworld he should have explored that maybe a bit more Mm -hmm. and maybe you know you did so much foreshadowing you should have maybe foreshadowed a bit more going to underworld you should have made his task maybe a bit more challenging you know Mm -hmm. because being directed to a golden branch and then just snapping it off yeah a little bit you know anticlimactic for Mm -hmm. being one of the you know he's one of the he's actually the second the only only the the second human to go to the underworld that's huge so he Mm -hmm. should have had a big build-up for it so that'd be my notes also yes you see you see Virgil nowadays you know we're very fascinated by sea creatures and mythological creatures in general mm-hmm. you know back in those times maybe you guys you're bored of them you know they're everywhere you're like whatever but some of us we don't really know what a harpy's like it would have been exciting to uh to visit them mm-hmm. um also more amazon action absolutely yeah <laughs> we love the amazons mm-hmm. so also, maybe uh, clarify whose team people are on. Uh, that was a little yes. confusing throughout the I novel. Think it would, I think it would be nice. You know, nowadays books usually have like a little map on the front where mm-hmm. they have a little character list, you know, mm-hmm. a little, um, especially, you know, fantasy novels sometimes have a little, uh, what's it called? Glossary, you mm-hmm. know, that would have been appreciated. But I like to imagine that, uh, you know, Virgil's on his like 5,000th rewrite of this in the afterlife <laughs> and then he's furiously taking notes yeah yeah I know he's he's out there listening somehow and I um think there should be a bit less war you know because mm-hmm. this is coming after 10-year war your yeah. your readers don't want to read more war we want the, the more character driven like we had in mm-hmm. the odyssey and I'm not saying you have to be at the odyssey everybody's unique and amazing in their own way mm-hmm. but this was quickly written silly fan fiction you know exactly exactly but what would you give this out of five one i yeah i'd give it i'd give it two yeah i i feel like i've explained myself enough we have yeah (laughs) yeah but that is the aeneid thank you everyone for listening jade where can all the people of the internet find you you can find me at aboutabook.podcast on Instagram. And you can find my podcast by looking up about a book as one word on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. And uh, we will catch you later, probably on Patreon with Percy Jackson. So make sure you check that out. Um, and you all, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.